Hey there, Reeds and Weeds listeners. This is Shelly. We're back. It is September 4th and about 90 degrees, and I took July and August off. I've been reading the whole time and weeding, of course, but also lots of summering and festivaling. And then all of a sudden I looked up one day and it was time for Entheofest again. Entheofest. Entheofest. If you haven't been the last couple of years, this is the third one. It's a free speech event in the Diag in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the campus of University of Michigan. And it's put on by the Michigan Psychedelic Society. And it's a free speech event to raise awareness about entheogenic plants and fungi. So Students for Sensible Drug Policy, Michigan Initiative for Community Healing, SAPS, which is Student Association for Psychedelic Studies, uh, all work together to put on this event with speakers and music and information, nothing for sale. If you're thinking you're going to come here and sell something, don't do that. <laughs> or buy. Yes, or buy. And I'm here. That other voice here is Sarah Nunez Baida. And Hi. she worked the table with me last year. So, and you've done a couple of reeds and weeds, a couple of other reeds and weeds. At right? least one. At least one. Braiding sweetgrass, right? Yes. That was one. But last year, if you came to the table or the year before, what we have is a library of books that you enter a drawing and I give away one of each individual book and then one whole library. And I go and drop them off for people and she's fun to hang out friends with and the la- and Sarah can tell you last year before we even got our table set up, there were all these people there ready to tell stories, ready to so excited about the books and everything. And we so this show today is a little teaser about the books we are going to have at Entheofest. And you will have a chance to win these books, and you'll have a chance to look at them while you're there. And I want to thank Jim Salame, who is on the planning committee, and he recommended, I think, most, if not all, of these books. A lot, a lot of people did recommend these books, but Jim's list was his was the one I went off so we're very excited we've been sitting here looking at them and trying to figure out how to condense them but this is just a teaser so that you'll come and, and check them all out so Sarah um tell us about your favorite book from the first year and why you loved it that was a book that's a book called the rose of paracelsus it's a fantastic book it reads like a story the man that wrote it was there, who'd been released from prison as a nonviolent offender. He'd been there for over 20 years, and he wrote the book in prison. And he was part of a group that they made millions of doses of LSD for the raising of consciousness of humans. And it was a, it was a sacred experience, and it was a beautiful, amazing book. I'm already reading it again. That's my favorite so yeah. far. So yeah, we uh, on the first year of Entheofest, we met Leonard Picard. Picard. Yeah. And he was such a presence. He was so cool. He was, <laughs> he was really so cool. so cool to be around. And it's a whopper. It is a huge book. 
800 pages, but 800 well worth pages. it. 800 pages, and... And a lot of people go, is this real? Is is this his story? Or is this him using this as an allegory? And I'm going to have to say, read it. Read it. Read I read it, it again because I, I didn't know. Yeah. But I went back and started put, picking, putting the pieces together. So yeah, yeah. it's a great one. So um, Entheofest, September 17th in the Diag starts at 1.11. And we will be there. Reads and Weeds will have a table with the following books on it. So first book. If you plant. can see us through all the smoke. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think it should be a beautiful day. We've had such beautiful weather. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It, I meant it, weed smoke. Oh, weed smoke. Sure. That might be there, too. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. So first book is Plants, People, and Culture, The Science of Ethnobotany by Michael Bellick and Paul Allen Cox. Okay. And this one, uh, the note I made for this is this is like a textbook from a school I wish I went to yeah that's what it feels like because pictures and history pictures and history and, and chemical science. compounds and basically the relationship between people and plants like people people make their ships sails they make their medicines they eat it just the use of the palm tree just the use of corn just like how intimately connected we are with plants but on some level some people have distanced themselves from how dependent we are on plants, actually. And this goes through not only healing and psychedelic things about plants, but just the amazing dependency on Indigenous plants. people that yes. have given us so many things, so much information, well, so much information. One of the things that is in here is a list of, and again, just breeze through these five books really quick <laughs> but uh all of the medicines that we now use there's so many of them that were already being used in a pure form as a plant and we forget we become so distant and it seems like oh well that's a strange thing to be so connected to plants no it's the main it's the main thing i mean <laughs> i was just reading thing. that if people especially elderly people do put, give two hours of uh, diffused essential oils in the middle of the night, they have better memory. What? Yes. Oh, I need that. Two hours of essential oils diffused in the night I need to know what that, I need to know that. <laughs> yeah, read the study. I will. And that's just plant oils. I need that. I need that. Yep. Yes. So, um, very excited. Okay, so that book, first book, Plants, People, and Culture, The Science of Ethnobotany, by Michael Balick and Paul Allen Cox. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing pronouncing that last it's name. It's kind of big and it's got a bunch of pictures too, so it's, it's kind of cool. Wonderful. Okay. All right, Sarah, what do you got? I have one called Pical. Pical. P I K H A L, which is so amazing. Um, it's an acronym for what was that word? Phenylethylamine. Phenylethylamine. No. Phenylethylamine. Hold on, let me look. Phenethylamine. 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 P-I-K-H-A-L. Phenethylamines I have, have known, known and, and loved. loved. <laughs> That's what it stands for. But it looks like, it kind of looks like a, it looks like it's going to be about an adventure a, in the mountains. It's called a chemical love story. <laughs> yes. And this is the one that's got my juices flowing. This is the one that I want to read first. Oh, yes. It's a big book. It's got a ton of uh, chemical 
um, recipes, recipes, and this group of people they did experiments with themselves. They're all scientists, I think. Um, well, this man and his wife. Well, it right? says um, yes. Read the part of the forward that you the just. The beginning told me about. of Pical is autobiographical, detailing the lives of two fictional characters, Dr. Alexander Borodin, known by his friends as Shura and Alice, later his wife. But these are based on the the actual authors of the book. And then, so that's their, first is their life. Then it's really more about their um, chemicals and all the things that were psychedelics and the fascination with them. And then their journeys that happened because of their use of these beautiful chemicals. Yeah, so 200 this never before known chemical structures they made and they tried out with their group of friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their experiences. But it's very scientific too. Well, when you read, when you look up this book, you'll see. Last year I felt like it was hard to get. I feel like it must have gone back into print. But it's one of those has to be in your psychedelic library. Yes. And he didn't want to call it my huge book of psychedelics. So he, no, he didn't he, want to because of the political landscape that yes. he found. He thought it would be hard to get in Russia, hard to get. In Canada, hard here. There's different political areas where you, they wouldn't carry it. Yeah, I can't wait. It's so big. I haven't gotten into it yet. The one I started reading last night was by Carlos Castaneda, "The Teachings of Don Juan: A Yaqui Way of Knowledge." And this is uh, this person started studying with a man named Don Juan when he was at University of California, and was an apprentice to become a sorcerer, or I guess that's what they were calling it, well, a you bruja, know. like a, a healer. Yeah. Met him, kept going down there, um, studying with him. Curandera. Yes. And what I like, okay, so I just started this last night. I'm trying to get through a couple of them before I have to give them away, um, <laughs> was that the, the foreword is, is saying if you're trying to understand a completely different culture, a completely dif- different world, there's going to be some misinterpretation. Like to think of a completely different healing that you've ever known for and a completely different group of people and you have totally different ways of life, trying to translate that to explain to someone what that is, you don't even have the right language often of how to think about a thing. And so this book was the effort to get at what he learned from working with Don Juan, who is this teacher. Sounds fascinating. Yes. You just thought, made me think of something from Braiding Sweetgrass yes. when they talked about w- words being eradicated and not being having the language to speak right, right, of right. it. Yes, yes. Like you don't have the language. Yes. So Carlos Castaneda, The Teachings of Don Juan, A Yaqui Way of Knowledge. So that one's going to be amazing. Um the Los Angeles Times says, an extraordinary book, a remarkable experience, a jarring and total immersion into a wholly alien but irresistibly fascinating sensibility. There is no ethnology text with charts and footnotes, but the happenings themselves, told with such immediacy, honesty, and clarity that the reader becomes a part of them, sharing Castaneda's exultations and bafflements and terrors, traveling with him terribly alone, 
that road that must be taken to become a, quote, man of knowledge. So I can't wait. Okay, so that's book number three. That one has been on my radar for a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's the only one I knew about. Oh, really? Oh, me. Okay. So what's next? The Invisible Landscape. Invisible Landscape by two familiar names to me. So, Um, Terrence McKenna. Uh Mm-hmm. And Dennis McKenna. Terrence and Dennis McKenna. And I think Jim's met. I think he's worked with oh, them. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. This is, it says Mind Hallucinogens and the I Ching. Okay. So this was very fascinating because there was some stuff about DMT in here that, and some experiential things where the people, and there, it was 1971, mm-hmm. and a young group of people went, uh, students went into the Amazon to try to find ayahuasca. And experience it. They did not. They got a mushroom instead. Mm-hmm. But they had some amazing experiences. And so I read a couple pages and I was extremely intrigued. Yes. So if you have read books about psychedelics or you've probably heard these names, Terrence and Dennis McKenna. Um, so this was the book that we chose by them. There were a few. This one I'm very excited about, The Invisible Landscape. Um Another one that is newer, what Sarah and I were talking about these is the release dates of these books are over like 40 or 50 years. So it's a very interesting swath of time here that we're looking at. This one is a New York Times bestseller, Entangled Life. It's beautiful how fungi make our worlds, change our minds, and shape our futures by Merlin Sheldrake. So one of the books that we've done on the show is Mycophilia. And if you read that book and if you loved that book, I think you would love this book because it is in praise of the magic of mushrooms and all of the things that they are well they're integral to our being right yes and that's more that we we find that out more and more and more so that's fascinating this is going to be i mean i love mushrooms i always feel like i'm seeing a little gift when i see see one on the ground yes oh yeah or in a tree yeah and the fact that well uh, this book is beautiful it's going to be I'm excited. There's too much to read. I mean, you guys. I want all these books. I want all of them, Shelley. There's too much to read. <laughs> Did we go through all of them? I think so. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Okay, so we've got Pical, a chemical love story. Carlos Castaneda, the teachings of Don Juan, a Yaqui way of knowledge. Entangled life, how fungi make our worlds, change our minds, and shape our futures by Merlin Sheldrake, and the invisible landscape, mind hallucinogens, and the I Ching by Terrence and Dennis McKenna. We will have these books on display. At the book table, Reads and Weeds, at Entheofest on September 17th um, from 111 to 420. It will be a wonderful vibe. Nothing to be bought or sold. And you can enter a drawing to win the entire library or to win an individual book. And I cannot wait to see you. And uh, Reads and Weeds will be back on for the remainder of the year. And you'll actually see me and Sarah and our friend Lynette at the table this year. Yes. And can it I, will can be I propose one thing? Yes, yes. If you win these books or read these books and you want to come talk about them, yes. you know, that would be really something I, we, we should explore. Yes. Because these books are fascinating. I There's do want so that. so much to talk about. I do want that. Come see I us. want more. Yes, yes. Let's... Or if you've got a book that you've loved so much, I actually set two up last year 
at Entheofest. I just remembered that I ended up setting up two reeds and weeds last year at Entheofest. Oh, that's it was cool. So fun. So so excited to be back. I can't wait to see you guys at Entheofest. Um, let me know where you're listening from. And if you don't already, like, subscribe, and follow Reeds and Weeds. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye.